Think Cyber Secure, Episode 7. Welcome to the Think Cyber Secure Podcast. On this show, each week we decode the world of online security and translate the geek speak to help you understand how to think cyber secure and make better decisions when it comes to protecting yourself and your business online. No matter what you do, where you go, and what you post online, let's think cyber secure. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Think Cyber Secure. Guess what? Back to school is almost here. You know what that means? Friends, textbooks, and late night, late night study sessions. But you know what? That's just to start. Did you know it also means more devices, new accounts, and even more screen time? Online security may not be the first thing you think of when it comes to back to school. But when more students are carrying laptops and more tech finding its way into the classroom, it's becoming even more of an important to review how we protect our digital lives of ourselves and our families. Even if you or your family aren't heading to grade school or college, the beginning of a new school year is a great time for a cybersecurity refresher for the whole family. A refresher will make extra sure you're still being cybersecure in your current digital lives and with all those extra devices and accounts you've collected so far this year. To help you with that refresher, in this episode, we're going to go over some tips to get you and your family ready for the school year. Ensure your computer and devices have updated security software. The more outdated software you have, the more holes available for viruses, malware, or other unfriendly things to compromise your computer and devices. Ensure that you've updated all the software in your computer and all of your devices. This includes not just their operating systems, but all those apps too. It's also a good idea here to remove any software and apps that you no longer use and any data that they might contain. Be careful with your purchases. When purchasing new computers, devices, and software, be wary of used items and online offers that seem just too good to be true. Used computers and devices purchased from sites like Kijiji or eBay could possibly come with malware and viruses pre-installed. It's a good idea to wipe or do a factory reset on any used device you may receive. Next, make sure you back up your stuff. As I'm sure you've also heard, it's important to back up all the data you have frequently. What you probably haven't heard is that it's important to go back further than just one backup. Have at least two different copies of your backup on two different media formats. That way, you'll have no problems recovering if one of the media formats ends up being damaged or corrupt. An even better tip here is to create a third copy of your backup. Store that copy in a secure location away from wherever the other two copies of your backups are stored. Then, if something happens to the location of the other two copies, then like a fire, flood, hurricane, or whatever, you still have a copy to recover from. Next, lock it up or take it with you. With people moving about on campus all the time, it doesn't take long for a computer or device to go missing. If you're going to leave a laptop or device unattended, make sure you lock it up with both a physical lock, such as a laptop lock, and either shut it down or lock the screen. Of course, better yet, take the laptop or device with you. If you always pack up your laptop and devices and take them with you, then you know they're safe and secure. The next tip is to use encryption. 
If your computer or devices are stolen or accidentally lost, then all the data on them is lost as well, and it could potentially be in the hands of someone you really wouldn't want to have it. One way to lower the risk of your data falling into the wrong hands in this situation is to ensure it's encrypted. This includes your computer, devices, and even your removable media. Encryption helps because if your devices are encrypted then and they're lost and st or stolen, your data cannot be easily accessed. There's one very, very important thing to remember here. If you lose your encryption keys, your data is lost forever. It's important to do your research and understand exactly how encryption works before you encrypt anything. Our next tip is to create or update the passwords for your computer, devices, and online accounts. I'm sure you've heard this one before. Using the same password for everything is never a good idea. Take this time to create a new, unique password for your computers, devices, and online accounts. Ensure these passwords are long, strong, and complex. One good tip here is if you have a hard time remembering passwords and shudder at the thought of creating a yet another new one, try using a password manager. It's a piece of software that securely stores all your passwords, and then all you have to do is remember one password to open the manager, and then grab whatever other password you need. Simple. The next tip is to enable multi-factor authentication for everything that supports it. More and more online services are starting to support multi-factor authentication. This adds an additional layer of security to your account by requiring you to provide something extra in addition to your username and password. Usually this is in the form of a code or a fingerprint or something like that. Enabling multi-factor means that even if someone manages to get your username and password, they can't log into your account without the additional factor, which you still have. However, though, just because you've enabled multi-factor does not mean you can become complacent with your passwords. Strong and unique passwords are still important. Our next tip is to watch your shoulders. On crowded buses and camp packed campuses, be conscious of who is around you and who might be watching your screen. Someone watching your screen over your shoulder is actually called shoulder surfing. It's when somebody watches over your shoulder to steal valuable information from you as it is displayed on your screen, such as your passwords, PIN numbers, or credit card numbers. The person who now knows your information can use it for whatever they wish, including stealing your accounts, draining your bank accounts, or stealing your identity. Our last tip is how to detect phishing emails. Phishing emails are emails attackers send which are designed to entice you to click a link or download an attachment. Once you've clicked or downloaded, one or both of two things can happen. You are enticed to give up personal or financial information, or malware is installed in your computer without your knowledge. Whether you're checking your email, remember to check for some of the indications of a phishing email. First one is fact check. If the email seems like it's completely out of the blue, it very well might be a scam. Second one is check the from address. Ask yourself, does it make sense I'd receive an email from this address? Have I received an email from this address before? Thirdly, check the bad grammar and spelling. Is the email full of bad grammar and spelling? Especially if it comes from a business, then this might be a phishing email. 
Check if there is any type of weird links. A phishing email commonly includes a link of some kind. They want to get you to go to another page and enter your details, such as usernames and passwords. If you're not expecting a link or if it looks weird, don't click it. Next, a sense of immediate urgency. Spammers want you to act without thinking. They want you to feel like there is no time to do anything but to do what they ask. Take a moment to think about if the threat is actually practical. Next, check if it just sounds too good to be true. As they always say, if it sounds like it might be good, too good to be true, it probably is. Although at the end of the day, trust your gut. If all else fails and you're not too sure, or if it just feels off, then don't click any links in the email and don't even open the email. Back to school might be stressful, but staying back to school cyber secure shouldn't have to be. Putting these tips into practice and creating some new habits are all that it takes to be safe and secure all year long. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. If you liked today's episode, please rate the show and leave a review on iTunes. Be sure to check out our website, thinkcybersecure.com. Also, be sure to visit our Facebook page and give it a like. It's Think Cyber Secure. Want to get in touch? You can send us an email. Email us at hello at thinkcybersecure.com. Until next week, we'll see you later.